Grudges live way down deep inside of you. When you're asked or called out about holding a grudge, what is the first thing we say? I'm not holding a grudge. Welcome back to the next podcast on the grudge. So here's some news for you. When you're holding a grudge, the only person you are hurting is yourself. You're also playing God, small g, and you will not be forgiven by our God. If you thought holding a grudge is hurting the other person, you are so wrong. Leviticus 19.18 says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. And that could be anybody who falls into that category of neighbor. Then he ends it with, I am the Lord. Let's pick back up on this topic uh, and unpack it a little bit more. Um, so the person who's holding the grudge, right? The other person that the grudge is against, right? If you have a conversation with them, you know, they may ask you, or maybe they're thinking, I wonder if that person is holding a grudge against me, Um But then they pretty much just say, oh, well, um, that's on them, not me. I don't know why they want to hold a grudge. I mean, grudge is unhealthy, right? They have to deal with it. And then that person you're holding a grudge against just kind of moves on with life, right? Hopefully, right? Yeah. So so to the grudge holder, um, here is how it negatively affects your mental health. So... And this is not, you know, the world according to Todd and Jules. This is very deep studies and intense studies about holding a grudge uh, increases your chances of experiencing anxiety, depression, and other mental conditions. Um, so y- you really have to deal with it, right? Um, and we will. Um, but I think it's important to, to understand what a grudge is. Um, look at the grudge definition, if you will. Sure. Yeah. Uh, let me touch on that. So the definition is, it's a noun, a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury. And then the verb definition is be resentfully unwilling to give grants or allow something like maybe allow a forgiveness. Yeah, allow somebody back in your life to have a conversation so that you can work through it, right? Exactly. But I think what's important about that, the verb of grudge is resentfully unwilling. Sometimes you can be unwilling to hear somebody out, right, or fix something for whatever, but resentfully unwilling, I think that's pretty powerful, right? Don't you feel like when people are holding grudges that they're this actually will cause bitterness in the relationship or or that person will become bitter absolutely against that other person yeah, yeah. bitterness Which, leads to so many different things so many yes so but here's the thing right grudges aren't uncommon they're more common than we think um and here's one here's a here's a study for you right um it was an informal study done by Trustpilot. And they polled a total of 12,000 people. That's a big study. From six countries. That's a big study. The average adult holds seven grudges at once. Ooh. And the survey found some of the most common grudges involve 
false accusations. Hmm. Betrayal. Hmm. You want to unpack false accusations a little bit? So false accusations could be what you thought you heard or what you thought was intended but wasn't, or maybe the person didn't deliver it properly or say the right words. Sure. It yeah. could fall into any of those categories, but false accusations, right? I heard that Billy Bobby said something about Susie and Susie said something about the cousin and the cousin said something about me and I can't believe I'm so offended, right? <laughs> but maybe Billy didn't say anything, right? Right, right. So yeah, betrayal, uh, lending an item and not getting it back, right? The, whole, the neighbor borrows your lawnmower and keeps it for like six months Oops. and you don't talk to that neighbor because he didn't give the lawnmower back. Right, and maybe maybe when you lend, lent it, it... You didn't give the, any intentions of getting it back. Well, you know where your neighbor lives. Just go knock on the door yeah. and say, hey, hey, brother. It's just, yeah, it's communica- communicating yeah. with your loved ones and your neighbors. Yeah. Now, this, this next one I can understand, childhood bullying. Mm. That could cause a serious um, mental Yeah, I could see that being. Chasm, a, right, in sure. your ability to. Um, so, yeah, childhood bullying, I could see that. Um, someone stealing the credit for something you achieved. Oh, at work, maybe. Yeah, it happens yeah. all the time, and you get it all does. we get all yeah. pissy about it, and yeah. Um, what about misleading advertising? This one made me laugh. Right, you go buy something you see online, and this is going to make you beautiful, skin taller, right, more powerful, <laughs> right. And you buy it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's. But now you're like, I would never ever buy that product again. Yes, they misled me, right? So. Um, yeah, those are the most common grudges um, of those 12,000 people in the six countries. That's interesting. And of the seven that we all hold at once, um, there were six right there. So so some, some common synonyms, and I, I thought this was interesting too, of grudge are ill will, malevolence, malice, malignity, spite, and spleen, right? Well, all these words mean the desire to see another experience pain injury or distress grudge implies a harbored feeling of resentment or ill will that seeks satisfaction so Mm. and and see the last part of that to me right you hold a grudge but you're you're seeking you want satisfaction you want revenge right it's it's a bad feeling of hate that you hold against another person for something bad they did or you think they did to you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes yep. they didn't do a thing, right? Yeah. I think it's it's a 100% unforgiveness. When when you're holding a grudge, you're not forgiving someone of something, right? And then it, turn, it makes you bitter. Yeah, and, you're harboring that. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes it makes you mean and it's unapproachable yeah. and nobody wants to be around that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want revenge on somebody. Um, yeah. So think, right? Um how will you know if you don't engage or communicate if if someone's holding a grudge or um, what you said or what you what they think happened to them? How will you know if you don't communicate? It's kind of a sidebar, right? Um, but most of the time, people just disengage, right? And then just sit back in their house or their home and their life and they just hold this grudge. So I want to encourage you to go back and listen to um, Watch Your Mouth because we talked about that. Um, we did, and what yeah. it looks like from a, a licensed um, psychotherapist from a clinical perspective. So very interesting stuff. So yes. all of those, those synonyms and 
um, verbs and nouns that describe the word um, grudge, it sounds kind of like revenge. You're holding um, something in your spirit, your body, your mind that looks a lot like revenge. It's, it's a, a plotting or a premeditation to cause ill or harm. Because if, you, if you're thinking about it and harboring this grudge and then you reach out, you actually act on your, your feeling, then that's a premeditation. Right. You've been thinking about it. Sure. Right? Um, so you're actually just um, sitting around stewing on it in, in anger and malice, spite, hate. Right? So tell me how that is healthy mm. at all. Right? These are, you're holding a grudge and you isolate for your own health and your own sanity, but you're still holding a grudge. Exactly. How is that healthy? Right. It's not. Colossians 3.13 tells, Bearing one another with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, you must also forgive. Otherwise, we're, we're playing God, right? Yeah, if we're, we're playing God. Yeah. Hmm. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Right. You are not immune from that none of us are right definitely philippians 4 8 you want to take this one yeah philippians 4 8 says finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things i don't think a grudge fits any of those descriptions not none of those <laughs> no. so so that's what we're supposed to be thinking about mm. Right? Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. That's how we should be spending our time. Mm. But we don't. We hold a grudge, right? So here, here's a question. Is holding a grudge sinful? I, I would say yes. Why not? I mean... Because again, if you're holding a grudge, you're not forgiving someone for something that you either thought they did or you think they did, right? Yeah, and you're well, sitting in unforgiveness. And maybe, point, right? maybe someone holds a grudge against you because they did something to you and they mm, good point. don't want to deal with yeah, it, that's right? That's a fresh perspective for sure. So yeah, all through the Bible, we see a clear um, a message and teaching of unity. God demands unity among his people. And within his church, if you call yourself a Christian or a Christ follower, right, then you fall in that category. He demands unity among his people mm -hmm. and his church. And the teaching of unity is, is built on the foundation of God's grace, right? And what is grace? Giving us what we don't deserve, right? Is that That's what right. it is? Yeah, it is grace and mercy. Not get, Mercy is not giving us what we truly deserve, and grace is giving us what we don't, right? And therefore, God demands and expects, commands, if you will, to strive for unity. Nothing else is acceptable. So God will not forgive you for holding a grudge in perpetuity. Mm. If you refuse to forgive others, to your point, right? God will not forgive you. And you say, okay, well, okay, that's great. Well, that's just your opinion. Can you back it up for scripture? And I think, I, I think what you're going to read next, you're going to say, um, yeah, here it is, right? Matthew six fourteen and 15. Go ahead, read that one. Yep, it says, um, Jesus said, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your, your Father, Father forgive, forgive your, your trespasses. trespasses. Yeah, neither 
or your father forgive your trespasses so that's god's word that is god's word that's not the word according to todd and jules or to the next right so the mandate of forgiveness and unity um wayne grudem um he published a a a what's something called a systemic systematic theology um i thought this was interesting when i was looking through it it says it addresses the issue of unity um and he, he merely says, he cites Paul, right? Paul can command the church to live in unity because there already is an actual spiritual unity in Christ, which exists among genuine believers. Genuine believers. Hmm. He says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. That's Ephesians 4. Four through six, and through the body of Christ consists of many members. I'm sorry. And though the body of Christ consists of many members, those members are all one body. That's First Corinthians ten seventeen, and then again in twelve, um, verse twelve through twenty six. The fact remains, God has mandated the forgiveness of others under the reality that we have experienced forgiveness from Him. Right? He forgave us, so we are mandated to forgive others. That's right. He didn't yes. say forget. We're not God. We can't forget. We're human. No. And we're not asking you to forget. Right? That's right. We're saying you have to forgive. If we receive the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ, who are we to withhold forgiveness from others? Mm-hmm. Ephesians 4, 32. That's powerful stuff. Yeah. And Colossians 3 12 through 17 says, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Yeah, so you you brought that up in the last podcast on Watch Your Mouth. Yep. You have to. If you've been forgiven, you must forgive. Um, so Charles Spurgeon, we all know who he is, right? Um, he, he once said this, right? Satan always hates Christian fellowship. Mm. It is his policy to keep Christians apart. Anything which can divide saints from one another, he delights in. He attaches far more importance to godly intercourse than we do. Since union is strength, he does his best to promote separation. And think about your family, your friends, your social circles, your work. How many times do you stand divided and not unified? Mm. Now think about your church, how many times you have a beef with somebody or you think you have a beef or you think they have a beef with you. It, that just it it's div- divisive, right? That's Satan working. It is. However, if you are a true Christian, you demonstrate your faith by how you forgive others and the priority you place on unity. When you forgive others and repent of holding a grudge, you can expect your heavenly Father to forgive you. There it is again, right? Yes. Without a doubt, forgiveness may not feel right in all situations. Right? Forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for the person forgiving. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that said, some other research defines forgiveness as a state of mind. Right? Mm -hmm. And it really kind of is if you break it down. Right? Forgiveness, a state of mind, a state of heart. Right? Sure. state of your spiritual well-being. A forgiving state of mind means you recognize your fellow humanity with another person even if they've wronged you right Mm -hmm. it does not mean pardoning right relieving the other person of responsibility Mm -hmm. condoning 
saying their action or behavior was okay, right? Oh, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Excusing, trying to justify their actions, forgetting, erasing the event from your memory. That, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, reconciling, even restoring your relationship. You can actually forgive someone and not reconcile. You can. Um, and it's important to understand that. A lot of people say, if I forgive, then I have to go reconcile. Well, maybe in time that happens. Um, time and maturity, maybe. But you don't always have to restore a relationship if you forgive somebody. And that's, a, that's an important distinction to, to make. So Ephesians 4, 26 through 27 says, Therefore, do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Our words and our actions, and I love this word, are seismic. Mm, that the, is a good word. The, gr- the grudge we harbor is seismic in our own lives, not necessarily in the lives of those we hold the grudge against. Um, it doesn't have the power you think it does. But here's the deal. Our forgiveness is seismic. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's a message not just for me and for you. It, it's, a, it's a message for the church as a whole and for Christ followers, Christ believers. So, we'll, so last question, right? Will God forgive you for holding a grudge? The answer is no. No, he will I mean, not. Clearly, no. And uh, scripturally, no. <laughs> yeah. And if we're studying scripture, the answer is no. He's yeah. not going to forgive you if you're holding a grudge. We just gave like six examples out of scripture. Yeah. About how he will not forgive you if you are not forgiving and you're holding a grudge against someone else. And you cannot move to the next until you release the grudge and forgive. And then try your best to continue living grudge-free, moving to the next. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on a grudge or the grudge. As always, we are grateful for freemusicarchive.org. For the intro song, Ketza Anons, the talkover song was Tool, The Grudge, how appropriate. And the playout song would be Man Out of Town by, believe it or not, an unknown artist, whoever was then publish it. But it's on freemusicarchive.org, so go check it out. Uh, socials, visit us on all the socials, Facebook forward slash to the next dot net, Instagram at to the next 777, Gmail, give us a shout, right? Send us an email, to the next 777 at gmail.com. You could um, actually go see us on our Buzzsprout site, to the next.buzzsprout.com. If you like what you hear, um, share it, right? And then support the show if you're so inclined at um, to the next.patreon.com. Or you can go to our, our website and um, there's a link there, a button to buy us a cup of coffee. So, once again, thank you. And uh, we make a difference because we share. And um, we share because we love, um, we love each other. Uh, so, be blessed.